BGRT Gaming Podcast, episode 671, recorded on December 12th, 671st edition of the TD Gaming Podcast and 504th episode of Video Game Roundtable. I'm TJ Denzer. And I am Jonah Falcon. The DGRT Gaming Podcast focuses on game news from around the industry. Yeah, no gaming flashback this week. Uh, now, we don't have that many uh, news items, but we do have to talk, discuss the, uh, the Game Awards. Um, before we do that, what have you been playing there, TJ? Uh, mostly Horizon Forbidden West. I, uh... Preparing for the expansion? Yeah. Also, I've just been meaning to get back into that game and finish it before the end of the year as I go on winter break. I really love that game. Okay. Um, I haven't been really playing anything. Uh, I've been so busy. All I've been doing was uh, grinding myself at Elite Dangerous because at some point I want to be able to visit Earth in that game. And for some reason, you can't visit Earth unless you're uh, high... Unless you're regarded by the uh, Earth military, which makes me think, is this Elite Dangerous or is this Starship Troopers? <laughs> so, um, I mean, it might as well be with the alien invasion going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, like, uh, so you have to accomplish certain tasks to get back to Earth to get to, to Earth. visit Earth. Gonna- yeah, just to visit Earth. I'm a human, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they mean you can't visit without a ship, but what if I don't want to visit it? This is why I want to play uh, Star Citizen so much, because you get to get out of your ship and walk around these cities, you know? Mm-hmm. And I go into some of these giant space stations, and you can see the the um, parts of the station where there's greenery because people are living there and all this stuff. You see the cars circling around. and say, I want to go down there and walk around in that, but you can't with Elite Dangerous. I mean, it has its reasons. Um, I'm not really fond of getting out of the spaceship in in No Man's Sky and walking around these dull space stations or the dull planets, you know. That's why I don't really play No Man's Sky that much, and I've been playing more Elite Dangerous because at least um, it has – it's not as random. There's procedural generation going around, but all these stars are real in the galaxy. Like, I can at least visit Barnard's star, which is close to Earth. Anyways, we're going to talk about some quick news before we get into the Game Awards. Um, World of Warcraft's most stubborn peacenik hits max level 70 without hurting anyone once again. Um, with over 200 days in-game, Double Agent still refuses to leave the starting area. So if you're wondering how he's doing that, um, he's basically doing a lot of crafting items, gathering crafting items, like peace blooms and stuff like that, which level you up. It requires, uh, I don't remember what the article said, but like 2 million experience points and often gathering flowers, even the best ones are only 50 experience points. So that requires a lot of grinding, which puts to shame a lot of other grinding. I don't know why you would do that, to tell you the truth. I guess because he can, but he's still doing it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, is a, that is an absolute... Uh, we- that's a weird dedication... I mean, I believe he's Pandaren. He's a Pandaren priest. <laughs> at what point do you just like figure out how, like that's something you're that, that it can be done first off and that you're going to do it one day? Here's the thing. I normally would never say this, but I hope to God that he was using a bot. <laughs> I hope to living God he was using a bot to do that. That's a lot of time to spend uh, on a game. I envision Cartman. days. I envision I envision Cartman sitting in his seat, getting fatter and shitting into his mother's pot because he has to because he has to go without leaving his seat. Oof. I, I, did, I wonder if anybody remembers that episode, um, the World of Warcraft episode. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few episodes I actually like from South Park. 
Yeah. Anyways, um, there are already nude models for Midnight Suns, uh, Magic, Captain Marvel, Nico, and the Hunter, but of course, there's no men yet because teenage boys can't masturbate. Uh, I'd like to say this to these mod makers. Um, porn exists, and you can see it on, on, on websites. You don't need to make your own porn. I will never masturbate to a superhero, ever. Yeah, also, just like, there are so many better games with better models to begin with. Why would you pick Midnight Suns? For Axis, they're not good at making human beings look human. Yeah, I guess. They're good at making human beings look cartoonish, but uh, but not not human. I still have yet to play Midnight Suns. I plan to at some point. I actually worry about uh, Doctor Strange in that game because he has, like, the thinnest waist of any human being <laughs> I've ever seen. He's a stick man. He, that guy needs to eat more. <laughs> and finally, uh, Black Mesa Blue Shift released its fourth chapter. We talked about this last week with Black Mesa Blue Shift. And at some point, I played the demo years and years ago, maybe a decade ago. I plan to get Black Mesa as well at some point. Yeah, I remember us talking about this last week. This it, Blue Shift was a really fun expansion. I really enjoyed that. And uh, I haven't had a chance to dig into this Black Mesa remaster of it, but I really kind of want to because it was my favorite. I remember it being my favorite part of the original. Uh, Black Mesa is interesting in that uh, it's sort of like a remastered plot because a lot of the things that happen, and I only played the first few levels because that's what they released for free. um, A lot of things happen differently in Black Mesa than it does in Half-Life. Little subtle things. So it keeps mm-hmm. you on your edge. So They also made Zen bigger than the original, which is hard to believe. They made it less boring, but <laughs> you didn't have to make more of it. <laughs> well, that was a huge thing, is that Zen sucked in the original game, so they actually went out of their way to try to make it more interesting and fun. Yeah, well, if you want to, if all they needed to do to improve Zen was make double jumps a little bit better instead of just crouching and leaping at the same time. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're going to move on to the regular game news, and uh, we're not going to talk about the awards themselves because they suck. They all suck. I don't care. I've said this before, and I said it again. You know, the game awards are basically the video game equivalent to uh, MTV's Video Music Awards. Yeah. The reason why we watch – anybody watches the game awards is sort of like why a lot of non-football fans watch the Super Bowl. They want to see the commercials. And um, I can already guess – which one got you the happiest? And that has to be Armored Core 6. From Software is finally doing something other than a Soulsborne. Hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of great stuff revealed during this Game Awards. I uh, I was surprised several times throughout the night. Like, so let's talk about Armored Core 6. I know you enjoy that series. I mean, yeah, we jumped right to. We're jumping right to the 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 highlight of the whole thing. For you, yes, okay. Armored, <laughs> Armored Core 6 was my favorite reveal of the entire night. And um, to put it in perspective, the last time a mainline game released in the Armored Core series was Armored Core 5 in 2012, and that game sucked. It was not very good. So it's been even longer than 2012 since there was a good Armored Core game. So Um, talk about Fires of... Oh, go ahead. And I mean, with good reason, because... They they've been making bank off that uh, off of the Soulsborne genre. There was really no reason for From Software to go back to Armored Core for a while. I uh, that said, like to see this happen, I really, 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 really hope this game is good because I fear that if it's not, if it's not really good, then they'll never do it again. There wasn't much to to take from the tra- from the trailer. Really, it was a, it was a teaser in every immense, as sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was uh, all cinematic. No, no real gameplay shown. But like, I'm still excited for it because I know I know what I'm in for when they say Armored Core. I'm in for making my robot mecha and my like play, making it for my play style and blowing up other mechas with it. I I really <laughs> that's really all I need. You know, the but, thumbnail uh, makes me think that it's going to be a combination of Armored Core and, and Death Stranding because it has it has this thing strapped to its back that's carrying 
stuff? Hmm. I don't know. They said uh, they've already got they've already tried to get ahead of people saying, uh, oh, it's going to be like a mecha sci fi Dark Souls. And Miyazaki no. has been pretty quick to say, no, not at all. That's not what's going to happen with this game. That said, um, the gameplay from what I could glean looks different than other Armor Core games. I don't know yet, because like we didn't really see much of anything, have we? It's, oh, they, they uh, and, showed some the previous. They showed some combat. In the previous games, it's always been third person. Uh, it's always been a third person uh, experience, where you're hanging out like in a third person camera behind the mecha as you piloted it. I think um, the the biggest difference with Armor Core Six is I think it's going to be an open world like a Soulsborne game. It's not going to be a Soulsborne game, but it's going to have really deep vistas. You know, if you see, you can go to it, sort of thing. That'd be neat. I'm really interested in the multiplayer element, too, because there's so much customization in Armored Core, and I want to be able to throw my robot at other people's robots. Right. Anyways, it's coming out in 2023. It's going to be for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS. Um, the other major reveal for a lot of people is uh, Final Fantasy 16. It gets a release date of June 22nd for the PS5. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that game. I, uh, it's very, I mean, it's obviously staying with like the Final Fantasy 15 style of like action combat over, I mean, Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 7 remake at this point. Uh, but it's obviously staying with that action combat style, which I'm okay with at this point. Like, I know some people wish it would go back to Final Fantasy, or I wish, I know some people wish it would go back to turn based battles, but those days. Oh, are- God, no, 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 not. No more Final Fantasy 13, please. God no. <laughs> God no. Yeah, I mean those days are over. It's never happening again for or at least not in terms of new game of new games. Right. They'll they'll do the remasters and stuff, but I don't think they'll do much more than that. It's subtitled Revenge and they keep on hitting us over the head with the revenge theme over and over and over again. So, I think it's going to be about revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good bet. So um, you have Crash Team Bun- Crash Team uh, Crash Team Rumble. Uh, it's a four by four multiplayer action game, uh, which you're basically going as classic Crash Bandicoot characters. Uh, that's coming out in 2023, and uh, Microsoft owns Activision, so this is their first. I, or I don't know if it's going to be on other platforms. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was launched on Nintendo. To tell you the truth. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This was weird. I don't know what I don't know if this looks all that great so far. <laughs> I mean, I have never really seen anything like that where it's like a third person action brawler. I mean, I'm used to seeing Smash Party games and stuff like that where like we've seen multiverses and Nick and Nickelodeon and All Star Brawl. But never anything that was like a top down third person brawler. Hmm. I wonder who's who's developing it. Watch it's Vicarious Visions and <laughs> that'll make your teeth gnash. <laughs> It would be probably Ukes, wouldn't it? Or no, no toys it's Toys for, for Bob. Bob. Yeah, still yeah. Toys for Bob. So, yeah. Um, well, look, Toys for Bob really took over Spyro and uh, Crash Bandicoot, which makes me wonder, uh, is their next title going to be a Crash uh, Spyro game? And I know there's a lot of people who are really waiting for that. Yeah, for sure. I would love to see more Spyro. Um, of course, uh, as we mentioned before... Uh, Horizon is getting a, uh, a, a expansion, Burning Shores, in which it opens up Los Angeles. Yep. Um, Horizon for the most part, or Horizon for Bread and West for the most part, is taking place in San Francisco Bay Area and parts of Las Vegas. So it's going further south, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. So uh, I. I remember the uh, the Frozen Wilds being such an awesome expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn, and I really hope it's on that level. Probably. Uh, so um, before we get into the other games, um, let's talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie trailer. Yeah? Lots of toads. Yep. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of toads. 
The plumbing pipes are the only way to travel. Uh, the release date is April 7th. Um, I don't know if I'm interested in this. We'll see. It might be wait until it's in streaming or something kind of game. Uh, game, uh, movie. They haven't done anything to convince me it won't be at least worth a watch. Say the same thing about all those Smurfs movies. Really? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I think I haven't been as angry about Chris Pratt as other people have been only because I guess Jack Black, Keegan, Michael Key and other actors. And yeah, Keegan came out uh, so, to introduce the, uh, the clip, too. Like the other actors have, have really nailed their parts so far. Even Charlie Day as Luigi sounds pretty decent, even if it's mostly just Charlie Day being Charlie Day frantic. <laughs> um. But I'm, I'm I'm interested, if only for the fact that I really, really love Jack Black as Bowser. I think that was a great casting decision. He's owning that role so far, it seems. Yep. Speaking of expansions, we have Phantom Liberty coming to Cyberpunk 2077, which has Idris Elba in it. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Are you excited to check out more Cyberpunk? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I finished the, the campaign once, and that was good enough for me. Yeah. I didn't feel any pressing need to replay the game. Maybe someday I will get a cheap cyberpunk bundle, which will include Phantom Liberty, and I will enjoy that DLC. Hmm. I just... I don't know. I, here's the thing. I never had to deal with any of the bugs, because I was playing on an Xbox uh, One X, which had, no bu- which had no issues. I really had no uh, you know, weird things like cars driving off without me and stuff like that. The problem I had was the gameplay wasn't very good. And mm. the character development wasn't very good. The perk system sucked. They could have melded it down to something simpler, you know, and just... By the way, that's my complaint about um, uh, the, uh, the Jedi game, you know, the new Jedi game with Cal Kestis. Not... The one that was in that, we'll talk about that later. But the one that was released, I down, re-downloaded it again, and it's just like uh, your your level up perk system sucks. Just just keep it simple, stupid. It doesn't need to be that complicated. Hmm. So, like, you don't think that having more stuff to do in the city of Oh, I think more stuff to do would be great. In. You know, I just wish there was more meaningful stuff to do. Because, uh, like, you could go to a restaurant and eat something, but that does nothing for you. Yeah. You got to give us, give us reasons to do shit, you know? Like I said, Night City is the best city I've ever seen in any game, ever. It is a living, breathing city, and it feels like a living, breathing city. And I really enjoyed, you know, going around it. The problem is there was nothing to do in that city. <laughs> Except cheap side missions, which I had no interest in doing, and the main main missions and also summoning your car and watching it plow over people just to get to you or driving right by you, make you say, wait, I'm over here, stupid. <laughs> or, or even better. If you, if you saw a motorcycle watching it, pop a wheelie, then do a jump on, on a ramp for no reason and destroy itself as it arrives. That was always fun when your car comes and, and destroys itself. Hmm. That was funny. It wasn't. It wasn't a bug. It was a feature. <laughs> but yeah, I, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. You know, was such a missed opportunity. They need to get someone at CD Projekt Red who knows. Who they need someone from Firaxis who can show them how to how to make a game. You know, um, The Witcher three is getting yet another remaster, and I have no interest in playing it because I didn't like the gameplay of that game either. You know. Huh. They need they need to they need to pare that crap down. It doesn't need to be that complicated. I know you want to be different, but still. I don't know. I liked blo- I liked the Blood and Wine uh, expansion. That that expansion was really beautiful, and uh, I really enjoyed that part of the game. Um, hunting vampires to the to the theme of uh, of wine making conspiracies. It was a pretty fun time for me, and, and especially because the setting was so enjoyable. And yeah, we should be getting Scott in a few. So. 
Um, uh, what else to talk about? Oh, Dead Cells is getting a Castlevania. They're doing a lot of crossovers lately, aren't they? We sure are doing a lot of dancing around uh, these games with uh, not talking about Hades 2, which is like the one of the most okay. shocking and surprising things. <laughs> Was it really the most surprising thing? Who expected Hades 2? I don't think... I expected Super, Hades 2. Supergiant has never done a sequel before. So? So, like, that's... And, and Hades wrapped itself up nicely with a fine bow. So I never would have expected them to do a sequel for that. Uh, the game got so many. The game got so many accolades. Um, I'm pretty sure. Hello, Scott. Got so many accolades that I'm pretty sure that it was going to get a sequel. Hmm. But uh, in this game, you get to play as the princess of the underworld. Yep. Which surprise, like altogether surprising to me, because like Supergiant has never done a sequel. The that's that original story wrapped up nicely once you finished it, and. But hey, I'll take more. I'll take more Hades because why not? <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous that uh, it's ridiculously cool that they're deciding to carry on that story with like a whole new adventure and new weapons, new new gods, new uh, new everything. Well, if you thought Hades was indifferent about his son, I wonder how he feels about his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and more along the lines, it looks like we're going after Kronos this time. Yeah. In other words, Hades' is dad. Okay. So, Grandpa! Woo! <laughs> um, Scott, you there? Okay, I got the note, notes open. We are just talking about the Game Awards. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of good games. Well, we're discussing them now, so we uh, just hop in. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming out on March 17th. Like I said, I got back into the original game, and you know, I think I'm going to just start from the beginning again, because the systems it uses are not very intuitive, and I'm pretty sure Survivor is going to be more of the same. But, you know, um, they got Cameron Monaghan back to play Cal Kestis, at least. I never yeah. finished uh, F- uh, Fallen Jedi, so I better finish it before I play Survivor. Yeah, yeah as I, much. I, Go ahead, Scott. I did finish it. I had a lot of fun. I did play it on story mode because I just wanted to complete it. <laughs> okay. But even so, I still found it challenging. I thought the enemies were pretty tough. And wasn't the, it isn't the, the enemies that were, were getting me. It was the puzzles. What the puzzles? puzzle? Uh, like the one with the balls, you know, in that area. You have to get the balls onto the uh, onto the onto the platforms that they get out of that. Oh, uh, that was easy. That's easy. Come on. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's, I, I knew what I was supposed to do, but it was just a lot of running around. Yeah, it, it wasn't any harder than a Legend of Zelda puzzle. <laughs> okay. DJ. <laughs> Um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and play with uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, so I don't really have any feelings one way or the other about the sequel. I'm glad well, you don't have Game Pass because it's on Game Pass. No, nah, I don't have Game Pass. Okay. <laughs> you play Tunic first. Poor Tunic. <laughs> yeah, why haven't you played Tunic yet? Um, I just haven't. <laughs> Are you waiting until it's like five ninety nine or because? <laughs> You've been you've been waiting on that game for seven years now, and it's like when's Tunic coming out? When's Tunic coming? I know, out? and other games keep keep coming out, and yeah, alarmingly quick order. Twenty twenty three is going to be even crazier. It, there's so many games coming out. Uh, let's talk about Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding two. Yes. Um, DS two working title. Animal. That could mean Dark Souls two. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was another surprise. I uh, I haven't finished Death Stranding yet, so I don't know how well it sets up for a sequel. But I guess uh, Death Stranding one did so well that uh, they're doing Death Stranding two for sure. Um, so I I'm gonna finish that game over Christmas break. So I really kind of am interested to revisit that topic once we know more about Death Stranding two. You know what I bet? I bet five hundred five Interactive is gonna have nothing to do with that game. Sony's not going to let it happen again, because for those who don't know, 505 was commit was commissioned by Sony to do the PC uh, PC version, you know, to distribute it. 
Meaning, it got into the Windows Store and became a part of PC Gaming Pass, which I play, and got Xbox achievements. And that was kind of embarrassing for Sony. So, in this case, Sony is just going to do it itself. It's not going to, it's just going to be on Epic and Steam, and that's it if, when it goes on PC. Which is a shame. I enjoyed getting, I enjoyed getting achievements for Death Stranding. Yeah. It's also just a super chill game, like wandering through that world. I mean, up until the point where you run into BTs, but when you're wandering and traveling through the world and it's just like the music in you and, and no threats for a sec, it's, it's, and then one of the, you hear the grumbling, the grumbling and the rumbling, and then you see footprints appear on the floor. <laughs> sure. Yeah, when there's BTs about, but like, I think when you're not in danger and wandering through that world and, and pathfinding and figuring out where you need to go, sure you're, you're I, I actually really fall. enjoy the, I actually really enjoy the, re, the relaxing nature of delivery in that game. Yeah. So, um, the cast is, that has been announced so far as Norman Reedus is going to be back. Uh, Leah Seydoux, Ella Fanning, Shioli Katsuna, and Troy Baker will all be in, uh, Death Stranding 2. No, uh, no sign of Cliff. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Mads Mikkelsen as as of yet, which is surprising. Yeah, which means that she may not be in it. He might, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so that's a that's a bummer. I like Mads, especially what? I like him in the first game as uh, Cliff, the guy that uh, kind of well. I don't know if uh, you've seen it, but like you kind of have flashbacks of them throughout the game. By the way, um, I want to get back to this because I want to hear Scott's opinion. Scott, what did you think of the new Super Mario Brothers movie with all the toads? <laughs> oh, it looked awesome. I can't wait to see it. Okay. I Yeah, I think it looks fun. Yeah, it, it looks good. I, I think they've uh, done a good job so far with all the characters and all the casting. I like that the toads all sound different. Um, it would be funny if they all t- uh, spoke the same, though. All the same no, voice they, actor. They, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen that before. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Thank God they didn't turn the toads into minions. Yeah, I'm glad. They didn't. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. They're not minions. They they have their own personalities. I'm pretty sure they all sounded differently, and they sound like normal voices. Not like I, I, some people I know, like Aaron on Game Guns, I said, Brr, I can't even do that voice. It's really just, it's like so guttural and it would get so grating listening to for like an hour, you know, much with like five minutes or something. It's just, it's like nice normal voices, you know, that you would imagine for these characters. And it's just, I think it's going to be an enjoyable movie. How about Final Fantasy 16? I don't care. Okay, thank you. That's, that's good. Um, <laughs> Uh, what you probably do care about is that uh, Baldur's Gate 3 finally has a release date. It's going to be in August. Yes, yeah, yes yeah, yeah, that yeah. is nice. And I also liked seeing Minsk show up. He just <laughs> busted out of a mimic somehow. What, 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 well, he was – no, he, if I remember correctly, at the end of Baldur's Gate 2 expansion, he was he was uh, petrified. So no, He wasn't petrified. No, he was, petrified. he was put in some sort of stasis. Um, I forgot how. But yeah. he, he was he was put in stasis, so it's a perfectly logical thing. Um, I have Baldur's Gate 3, and I am not going to play it until August. Now that it has a release date, I am not going to bother. Like I said, there's there's the one danger of doing a, a game with a narrative in, in early access is that you're basically spoiling it for yourself when it actually is released. Because you already see the story. I only saw the first part of the story. I don't need to say any more of it. And... Um, Hopefully it'll kick ass in August because I already own it. <laughs> I mean, I guess to them it doesn't matter since they have your money. You you, you paid for it. So. Well, I well I, I yeah. <laughs> uh, the one the one new IP that's gotten all the mention is Crime Boss Rock Hay City. That does look awesome. It's a first person heist game, and I hope it is what. Grand Theft Auto V's heist mode was supposed to be. I, I like the cast that they have for that. That looks yeah. like a lot of fun. And one of them is Danny Trejo, who died a few years ago. Oh, damn, I didn't know he died. He died Danny in Trejo? Yeah. Trejo. <laughs> yes, he died. Oh, I didn't realize. I, I don't know. I guess I missed that one. You missed it? 
Um, nah, you're full was, of shit. He's still alive. <laughs> I was like, no way. He's still no. Who's Trejo dead? Chris Warren, he, he's mach- machete. Who's the, who's, the, who's the guy who died then? Because he's one of the. Uh, Antonio Banderas? No, oh, Antonio Banderas is dead. No, could have sworn that Danny Trejo died. He has his uh, he had his um, his uh, restaurant in L.A. He's alive. There's someone I'm thinking of who's a character actor in a lot of action films who passed away in the past few years. And I'm trying to remember his freaking name now. Uh, the only one that comes to mind. I don't know. Um, it's not, it's not Antonio Banderas. He's still alive too. No. There has been a lot of actor deaths. You could just look up actor deaths by year or something and I'm sure you'll find the one you (laughs) And I'm not thinking of Ray Liotta either. So, is it a is it a Latino actor? Yes, he's a Latino actor. And not Raul Julia, is it? No, Raul well, Raul Julia died a while ago. He died a while ago. A long while ago. Could have sworn that someone from the Spy Kids movies died. I don't know, uh, but I could have sworn it was Danny Trejo died. He is 78 years old and still kicking. I get that, nice. but he's I know someone. An action film uh, star who's Hispanic, who's very much in the same mold as Danny Trejo, passed away recently. Hmm. This is the guy that plays uh, General uh, Admiral Adama? No. What? what? No. I'm trying to think of anybody that's like you described, and that's the only Forget one I can think of. Forget it. Forget it. We'll move on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's just go back to the games. I don't know which one you're trying to think of. Whatever. Um. So did um, you talk about? Did you talk about the game replaced? Nope. That, you can talk about that it if you a, want. That was an early on uh, reveal that they showed, and it's a. Uh, it looks like a gritty story told through uh, uh, 2.5 HD uh, graphics, and it looks like a narrative story, and uh, looked really interesting to me. I mean, it just looked beautiful, and it gave me this like. Um, uh, Blade Runner vibe kind of story going on. Uh, this looked really good to me. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing that game and thinking it looked really cool with like the voxel pixelated style. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the Lords of the Fallen coming out, which is basically a Soulsborne, and it is not to be confused with Lords of the Fallen, which came out back in 2014. <laughs> These are two different huh. games, folks. <laughs> Let's see here. What else? Did you see the one that looks like? I think it's. I think it is by the creators of Bioshock. It's Judas. And oh it yeah, has, so that is. Um, uh, that is his. First, that's Ken Levine's first. Uh, first title with Ghost Story Games, the uh, developer, the development studio that he started. That looked. It looked really nice. Uh, the trailer looks great, uh, you know, and it looks like a, a Bioshock story is going on. Yeah, you look like you're in a very surreal setting with uh, some, yeah, with uh, that 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 mechanic where you're draining people's atom or whatever it's called, and then getting powers. Uh, yeah, I just hope the story is better because um, the story for Bioshock Infinite was bad. And I'm going to give you a, a dirty little secret right now. I didn't like the uh, story of Bioshock 1 after a while. I love hmm. the story of Bioshock 2, but not the story of Bioshock 1. Yeah, you seem to not like the uh, main villains. No, it isn't that. I like, well, okay, that's not true. I like the villains uh, in, in Bioshock 1, but it's just the in, the fact that you were force grown into an adult just is stupid. <laughs> oh yeah. That was a that was a major uh, uh, contrivance that I don't like. Um and here's you know Bayonetta 3 is a flop in terms of sales. Bayonetta 2 is a real flop in terms of sales. Nintendo's going to do something with that IP so then I have Bayonetta Origins, Ceresa and the Lost Demon. Which looks bad. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a downer, but it looks really bad and cheap. 
Yeah. Um, one thing that like I had, I was completely blown away by. I had no idea up until they finally showed the title. Like I had inkling, but it looked too good to be that. Was uh, Remnant Two. I uh, I love Remnant from the Ashes. It's one of my favorite uh, co-op th- third-person shooters. The first game is really was really really fun to play through with my buddies, and uh, to see that they're doing Remnant Two, and it looked incredibly good from like <laughs> from what we got to see. Yeah, like, here's the thing, Remnant. When you first start playing Remnant from the Ashes, you think, oh, this game isn't really all that good. You know, it's kind of janky. The the graphics are okay. But then you find yourself, oh, wait, I've been playing this for 30 hours. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why I was shocked by it. Like, when we were seeing that trailer, I was like, no, this looks kind of like Ribnet, but it looks way too good to be Ribnet. The the original game had a slow burn. Yeah. And so by the time they showed the the title on that, I was like, what? Oh, my God. Uh, We also have uh, a new Ghostbusters game coming. Yes, Ghostbusters VR. Rise of the of the Ghost Lord. And it looks like we're going with original characters this time. They don't look like anybody we know, which is good. <laughs> I'm glad because, you know, Ghostbusters can be anybody. Um, they also are color-coded for your convenience, too. <laughs> they don't all wear the same white shoe, er, outfit. Uh, I kind of like that original jumpsuit. Yeah, well, that's fine. But this one is also going with a more cartoony look, sort of like a... Oh, um, sort of like a Fortnite-ish look to them. Hmm. They have that Fortnite look to them. Yeah. It's going to be co-op. It's going to be a VR game, but, you know, it'll be interesting. Unfortunately, it's only going to be PS5 and Windows, although that's not that big of a deal because the Xbox doesn't do VR. Speaking of which, are you still getting the VR too? Uh, yes, I pre-ordered it. <laughs> I uh, uh, I was always in on that. Like I'm excited for what kind of te- for what they're doing with the technology, and I'm interested to see how uh, PlayStation 5's like haptics and 3D audio will work with that setup. Uh, Celeste is getting a, a sequel, Earthblade. It's coming out in 2024. Yeah, exciting to see uh, more from the developer of Celeste. That game looks like it will be fun. Um, and, uh, they showed a new trailer for Space Marine 2. Yep. And I, I kind of enjoyed the first Space Marine. I mean, it was very basic, but I think that was part of its charm. Hmm. Did you, did you play, uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine? I did not. Ooh, you should try it. It, it, um, to say the game is aggressive you earn back health and things by killing things really, really quickly. And, of course, mm. they have a chainsaw gun. But then again, they did it before Gears of War, uh, Warhammer 40K. So. I think another surprise was the uh, sequel for Hades 2. Yeah, we were, he was, we were discussing that earlier. What did you think? Okay. I thought that was really neat, and I would love to see more of that because I think I really like the art style they had and the music and just the whole mechanic was really fun. So now we'll get like a new story with, uh, I guess, Zagris's sister. I think it is. And uh, uh, yeah, they're going against Kronos this time. Mm-hmm. So it's not dad. It's, it's grandpa. Um, right. They showed a new uh, trailer for suicide squad, kill the justice league. And uh, this will be Kevin Conroy's uh, last performance. Oh, I just said. Yeah. That's a big old bummer. And I like annoying edgelords by telling them, you know, that Kevin Conroy was gay, right? And he had love. <laughs> and um, all of the rage and his, his performance as Batman came from his anger at his friends dying of AIDS. Uh, he was doing a lot of uh, GMHC and uh, ACT UP back in the day. So just so you know, uh, that that's not the answer I want is coming from a really pissed off gay guy who is upset at Republicans not letting, you know, treating, ignoring AIDS for so long. It's coming out on May 26th. As for the game itself, um, 
I don't know. I mean, with the major disappointment that Gotham Knights is, I really don't trust right now Warner Brothers. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, Kill the Justice League is being done by the original Arkham devs, right? Where, where, uh... Yeah, but I didn't like Arkham Knight either, so it's not, that's not, that's not helping. (laughs) Is Arkham Knight by the original devs? Yes, yes, that's why the trilogy is Batman uh, Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight. That's the trilogy, Uh, because Origins, Origins is not, was not developed by Rocksteady, so... Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, like they they had a good handle on it for a pretty long time. I I think I would trust them to do a better uh, WB game than uh, who is it that's working that worked on uh I don't remember the developer of uh, Arkham Origins. It wasn't it wasn't Rocksteady though. Um, there's a new there was Duke Awa- uh, Duke Dune Awakening got a, a trailer and I've actually been playing that in um, early access. Surprisingly, um, there is a uh, there is achievements for that game. Okay, so this might really get Scott excited. Scott, yes, are you really looking forward to the 3D version of Colossal Cave? Oh yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. I want to see. I guess she has puzzles in there, and I want to see. Well, it's both if, Ken and Roberta Williams, right? And I'm really curious to see if she uh, does different game puzzles and what she did in the past because um, like they, they seem to be about letting the player go and explore and there was a video they posted a little i guess a week ago or so where they have this like little door that you open up to go in and they're like this is like one of the rare times we stop the player to do something so it's like the rest of the time you're just going and exploring and doing. So hopefully there's no uh, dead end puzzles or, um, you know, stuff where you forgot something and now you're screwed kind of thing. So you, you'll just be able to go through the game and see what's in this cave and just really explore and have fun. And, and then the fact that it's VR, I think will be really interesting too. Really immersive. Um, we're not going to discuss Tekken 8 because one of the items in news is about Tekken, so we can save that for later. Um, did you? What did you think of Immortals of Avium, uh, which is Ascendant Studios' uh, indie game, an indie shooter, which sort of, you know, sort of kind of reminds me of, of Unavowed, you know, the game that's coming out uh, by Obsidian, even though it's not a, really an RPG. Um, I'm trying to find this one really quick because it may have been lost in the shuffle from Yeah, me. I don't think I remember that one. Um, Diablo has a release date. Uh, Diablo 4, that is, June 6th. Uh, yes. Which, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like they're about to crunch pretty hard to not to not meet that release date, so that sucks for them. <laughs> sounds like uh, Activision Blizzard is still being Activision Blizzard. Yeah, until they're actually... Now, let's talk about that for a moment. What's interesting is the FTC sued. The former head of the FTC said they're wasting their time. The, the EU told the FTC you're wasting your time. It seems like no one thinks that the FTC has a, has a, uh, has a leg to stand on, so much so that Microsoft has been making agreements with people left and right, like with Steam and Nintendo giving them 10-year uh, agreements with, uh, Call, uh, with Call of Duty. It's just, it's just weird. Um, and uh, people were laying the smack talk on Sony too, not just Microsoft. It's, I don't know. It's just here's the thing, I don't care about Call of Duty. I don't know where Sony. You'd think they'd be more upset about say when they lost the Elder Scrolls Six when Microsoft bought Bethesda, or did they think the Elder Scrolls wasn't a big title on PlayStation? I think this is just indicative of the environment or gaming environment that PlayStation or Sony has been trying to foster with just these shooting games and not enough of other type of games, uh, of real RPG games that, you know, some of us want to play and instead focusing all on this Call of Duty or other action games. And it's just, you know, drives some people away from their platform. 
Yeah, um, there was another trailer for Wild Hearts. Still looks very interesting. I mean, yeah, you have to have a competitor for Monster Hunter, don't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, we discussed this last week. Uh, I have Monster Hunter Rise pre-installed on my PC uh, for the uh, for the uh, achievements version, and I hope it's not annoying. And you already said that there was a. Um, uh, TJ, you already said there was a, there was a way to uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, configure your controls, right? Um, in which one? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, I just think that it's easier. I think that the controls are more streamlined and better off than they've been in previous games. By the way, speaking of Horizon, what do you think of the VR two version? Uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. I haven't seen enough gameplay to really make a decision about that yet. I okay. want to see more before. Uh, I really want them to like show off what, what a, a better look at what we'll be doing in the game because we mostly just got like cinematics and stuff up to this point. Yeah, uh, Returnal is coming to PC. Not surprising. Uh, people, a lot of people were expecting that. And um, I guess we can talk about it because it's not part of our notes. Uh, there was another uh, Street Fighter VI uh, uh, trailer. Yep. The new characters look good. I uh, I like them. The Marissa looks like she's gonna be fun to play. She's a big ass. Uh, <laughs> she's a big ass Roman esque brawler <laughs> with with a lot of uh, hard hitting boxing moves. She's uh, she's a brawn Hilda, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. She she looks nasty and her attacks look mean. So you're saying she's a, one of those, uh, oh, what's the uh, mighty glaciers? You know, she just hits hard and, and takes damage. A tank. Yeah. So uh, finally, you know, really, uh, Vampire Survivor is coming to iOS and Android for free. So. And I always say, you know, people who think that's hard, well, guess what? They never played uh, uh, Robotron 2084. Hmm. Have you played? Have either of you played Vampire Survivors? No, I haven't I, played that. I played it on mobile. It's pretty decent. I did see it. It looked good. It's addicting as like a kind of pick up, play for a second, then put away type game. Yeah, I, I think it works very well on mobile in that way. Anyways, uh, we're going to move on to the actual news. Uh, Tekken 7 has sold over 10 million copies, and this comes from PC Gamer. As game director Kashihiro Harada announced in a tweet, Tekken 7, the fighting game that combines anime with animal cruelty, has sold more than 10 million copies worldwide. This brings the sales figure of the entire Tekken series to over 54 million. Uh, for comparison's sake, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is overwhelmingly the best-setting fighting game of all time, with Nintendo having almost 30 million copies sold. Uh, Tekken 7 is doing quite well when compared to its direct competitor, however, with te- uh, Capcom putting Street Fighter V sales at just 6.8 million because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tekken 8 was, re- uh, was teased recently with a short trailer during showing during the Game Awards, revealing the return of fan-famed Jun Kazuma as a playable character. So let's talk about Tekken 8. Uh, I know that you're excited over it. I think it's really funny that uh, they turned Paul Phoenix into like the stereotypical uh, washed-up dad bod. Well, he hasn't been around since Tekken 2, isn't that right? No, he's been Paul Phoenix. He's been in every single Tekken game. Really? I he's thought the, he's the Death Fist. Oh, I thought there's one character that had not appeared since uh, Tekken 2 is returning, and maybe I'm getting that wrong. June, uh, June Kazama, who is uh, Jen Kazama's mom. Okay. And uh, and at some point had sex with Kazuya to make <laughs> Jin. <laughs> <laughs> so how is Tekken 7 doing on the, uh, on the fighting game circuit? I mean, it's still popular. Everybody likes play. Like the people that play that game, it's a di- it's a difficult game to master. But like people really, really enjoy it. Like it's pretty free form. It's pretty allowing allowing as far as like taking a character and making their style your own. And you can play as a panda. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Tekken Eight, very exciting. I find it very funny that people are like. That after Tekken 8 got announced, then people started buying Tekken 7 enough to push it over the 10 million mark. But uh, it's fine. This Tekken, game, Tekken 8 and Street Fighter 6 are going to be fucking awesome. So Tekken was a game I bought because it came with a fighting controller, you know, a Hori fighting uh, stick. Nice. Yeah. Um, there's so much, like, 
this is they're they're moving Tekken 8 to Unreal 5. So yeah. the fact of the matter is there's going to be better effects and and better graphics in that one than we've ever seen in this series before. And that's not even including if they change up some mechanics. I'm really interested to see how they play with uh with what they've got because Tekken 7 was already a very very cool game and allowed you to do a lot of stuff. So I don't know, like I feel like <laughs> with any new fighting game, you're not going to appease everybody who was happy with the way it was before. I think Tekken 7 and to Tekken 8 is going to be an interesting thing to see if, if they change the mechanics drastically or if they keep them the same. Anyways, uh, take the next item, TJ. Andy Devs suggest players don't buy this game as the relationship with their publisher has dissolved. On no, this comes from Eurogamer. On November 12th of this year, the developer of the Outbound Ghost has asked players not to buy this game following a, f- following a falling out with his publisher. Lead dev Conrad Grindheim. Oh, wait, you know, if you're a developer and your name is Grindheim, <laughs> I just, oh, God, he's going to make a JRPG and I'm just going to have to grind everything. <laughs> Grindheim. Yeah, yeah I'm Grindheim. Either that or he's a or he's a kick-ass dwarf. That sounds like a kick-ass dwarf name. Or yeah. or he's a bad boss and he forces everybody to gr- uh, do Captain Crunch. <laughs> but uh, lead dev Conrad Grindheim took to YouTube to state his relationship with his publisher Digerati had had dissolved, and wanted the publisher to return the publishing rights to him. All of this had occurred due to the poor state of the game was released in on Switch. Publisher Digerati initially published a statement in early December acknowledging issues with the Switch version and said hopefully a patch won't be much longer. Three days later, it told its Twitter followers that it was aware for performance issues on Switch and said a patch would be coming in the next week. After several weeks of back and forth on updates over the past few weeks, the game has also been removed from sale on Steam, presumably by Digerati after Grindheim allegedly vandalized their own game's store page. On on December 12th, Digerati filed a lawsuit against uh, developer Con Radical for false statements and willful breach of contract. Digerati is not seeking money at this time, but requests the developer performance obligations to ensure the game is a success. I think I know what's happening here. I think uh, the developers are trying to tank the game so that they can get the results of the game, and they're not doing any patches. Which is, I, hmm. I think I'm siding with the publisher here. Because if you're suing, but you're not looking for money, there's something going on here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, he vandalized. I, I think I've played a few games by Digerati too, and they—I don't think they've—they've uh, they've ever seemed skeezy to me. The group has seemed pretty above level. Like I said, I think this is a power play by the developer, and they're—they're um, they're not the 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 publisher is promising we're going to patch it, we're going to patch it, we're going to patch it. Hopefully, a patch won't be much longer, and it's not getting patched. You know, it's not getting good good enough patches. It's just strange. They're telling their they're telling the developer patch this thing, please. Oh my gosh, they uh they helped publish one of my favorite indies of this year, which was Terror of Hemosaurus. Yeah, they do a lot of indies. The Girati. Yeah, I played one, uh, a couple of games by them. It's just very strange. They also did Super Blood Hockey, which I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. That sucks. Uh, of course, I always want indie developers to succeed, and I uh, and if there's something going on with Digerati, I hope that the developer gets theirs. But if they're trying to skeeze their way out of a contract just because they didn't like how things went, then also fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I like, the, especially as hard as as it is to make it as an indie developer. You don't need to go around inviting bad blood on yourself by... Uh, Especially by vandalizing your own store page saying, don't buy this game. Yeah. <laughs> There's just next level there. This makes Phil Fish look sane by comparison. Yeah, for sure. By the way, so, whatever happened to Phil Fish anyway? He kind of just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's just a pity. In I was security. Looking, looking forward to uh, Fez 2. 
Yeah, I think that pretty much everybody drove him out of the scene, and he has no interest in coming back at this point. You know if Jonathan Blow is doing anything? I haven't heard anything about him since, uh, since oh, what was the name of that game? The Witness. Yep. The last I heard of Jonathan Blow, he dropped some pretty uh, horrid opinions about something oh or another. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, okay. He did a Marcus Person. <laughs> he did uh, a Notch. Per- it, wasn't mar- it wasn't Notch level bad, but it was like... I forget what it was. I don't want to feel made you feel uncomfortable, huh? Situation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I hope like Digirati has put out some really good games. I hope that this is just a misunderstanding and they figure it out, but sounds yeah. like it's pretty uh sounds like it's pretty nasty. What might happen is that Digirati will flex its muscles, take control uh, take ownership of the game and uh, give it to another developer to fix. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of if if uh, the developer isn't going to patch the game. By the way, we almost forgot, um, and this is a minor title, but I'm happy to see it coming out. There's a tra- there's a sequel for Valiant Hearts called Valiant Hearts Coming Home. Um, for those who don't know, it's a, the original Valiant Hearts was about uh, World War One and a very anti-war game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to have our own end-of-year thing. In January, probably. I haven't figured out how we're going to do this, but we will get our our own version of the Game Awards out. It's just a matter of collating and uh, figuring out what the nominees are, uh, what the nominations are going to be. Uh, yeah, because there have been some really good games this year, and I'd like to judge them on their content and not just popularity. You know, that's the other thing is I read this article about uh, about the awards, and this guy had a very interesting proposal to make, in which in order to get a better variety, uh, he said that there should be awards that no game gets more than three nominations in any in any topic. Hmm. Which is an interesting th- way to do things because there's a lot of games out there that just got plain overshadowed, you know. And mm-hmm. A lot of people liked Elden Ring, but you know what? I did not because it's a grind fest, and I'm not into grind fests. I hate to. I hate to I hate to say that, but I don't like grindfests, and I really don't like hack and slashers either. Sorry, I just don't. It's not my my thing. Are strategy games and uh, games which allow me to build my own story. You know, I mean, wh- where are the strategy games? You know, the turn based strategy game, the good old fashioned turn based. Where were the adventure games? It did. They did nominate Tunic and Triangle Strategy, but they didn't. Yeah, those uh, are those are indie darlings, though. Xenoblade Chronicles Three is actually a pretty decent game, and it didn't get shit. Not enough. It got. <laughs> they got one nomination, I think. New Horizon didn't get anything either. Forbidden West. I thought that that game looked good, and yeah. definitely deserving of a uh, some uh, attention at least. Like I said, the Game Awards are the VMAs. Yeah. Even the BAFTA awards do better, and the BAFTAs are terrible. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what, a, you know what, a, an adventure game is? Oh, it's uh, Super Mario Brothers Melee Pro. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is. They're going to give their awards to who they're going to give their awards to. Yeah, like yeah, I said, the, the best, the best part of it is just watching the commercials. You know, that was my big thing about buying magazines back in the day is that I read less about the articles and I just flipped through them to see the the advertisements in the uh, in a video game magazine. That was the best part for me to see what was coming out. Yeah. And uh, For those who, who don't know, um, magazines are papers that are bound together with words and pictures. They're still have magazines. <laughs> they're, they're offline websites. Yeah, but in the gaming industry, who you know, I, it's it's good enough that PC Gamer still has a print version. Anyways, <laughs> look for our show notes at gamingpodcast.net, along with industry news and our gaming history articles. We enjoy feedback, so please comment on our blog at gamingpodcast.net. Also, to us up at facebook.com slash gamingpodcast. Subscribe to, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave some iTunes comments. You can find me on Twitter at Jonah Falcon. You can find me at Johnny Chugs. You can find me at Shard Moore. And we may see you next week. Uh, the holidays are coming up, so it's going to be interesting to see how we navigate around those. 
Um, I might not be available. TJ may not be available. Scott may not be available. So we'll see how it goes. We will have at least one podcast before the end of the new year. We'll definitely have something in the first week of the new year. Oh, God. You know, it's really terrible, though, is that um, New Year's Eve is on a Saturday. It's going to be a real pain. In, I'm, I want to get out of New York fast because I don't know if you guys know this, but I live 16 blocks away from Times Square. And I can't stand being in this area during New Year's Eve. It is yeah. hell on Yeah, I've earth. seen the pictures. I've seen the videos and how packed it is, and you just can't walk or move. It's like shoulder room. Yeah, but I'm not AC, but I'm not in Times Square. I'm close enough that I have to deal with the noise and the tourists and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's, I just don't see the, the appeal. Just stay home and watch it on TV. <laughs> just mail in your checks to just pretend that you spent money here in New York and then just leave, please. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, um, this is when I beg friends, are you going to be in Jersey? Are you going to be in Long Island? You know, just get me out of the city, please. Oh, one of the good things is at least that pe- people haven't been setting off fireworks prematurely either. So anyways, we will see you if not next week soon. Yep. Happy gaming, everyone. Have fun, be cool, play games, y'all.